Welcome to another episode of the NFL 2 Minute Drill podcast. Today we're going to be reviewing week 11 of the NFL season. What a week it was. Let's get straight into the action. We begin at Sunday Night Football with a divisional clash between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. The Chiefs coming out victors in this one, 35-31, and it was just a fantastic game, back and forth all the way through the game. It could have truly gone either way, um, but in the last two minutes, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, he's got to be at the top of the list of the MVP race. He led the Chiefs on a drive which took 1 minute and 15 seconds. He was 6 out of 7, 75 yards, and the winning touchdown to Travis Kelsey. And it just killed the Raiders. It absolutely killed the Raiders. In the previous drive, the Raiders had had gone on a march and scored with Jason Witten, and they thought that might be enough, but you can't leave that much time on the clock. They left a minute and plus on the clock. And when you've got a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you just know that he's going he's gonna to kill your defence in that last two minutes. Um, Mahomes was 34 for 45 on the day, 348 yards passing, uh, two touchdowns, one interception. But the Chiefs, the Chiefs really leaned on the running game in this one. I think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and uh, Le'Veon Bell um, were really solid. Um, if you're looking at negatives to the Raiders, there weren't too many really. I think Carr was really good under pressure. Darren Waller played out of his mind. I think that we saw the best two tight ends uh, in the league on show today. Uh, one negative is that the Raiders had some killer drops. Nelson Aguilar had two. Ingolo had two. And I just think if a few of them drops had, had gone their way, they'd have, they'd have swept the Chiefs and they'd be at 7-3, and three, the Chiefs would be in 8-2, and it'd be a lot closer. But unfortunately for the Raiders, the Chiefs just keep rolling. And when you've got a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, I can see him rolling all the way to the Super Bowl. Unlucky for the Raiders, but a, a lot of positives to, to draw on. I think Kansas City Chiefs are one of the best teams of the league. So uh, well done to the Raiders, but the Raiders unfortunately dropped to 6-4, and four, and the Chiefs up to 9-1. and one. The next game that we're going to look at is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Green Bay Packers. The Colts taking this one 34-31 in overtime. The Packers, they had three fumbles on the day and one of them in overtime was an absolute killer. It gifted possession back to the Colts. They marched down the field and they kicked the winning field goal. This was a back and forth affair, just like the Chiefs and Raiders one. It could have gone either way, but I just think that the Colts did the basics better than the Packers. The Colts didn't didn't kill themselves, whereas the Packers, they lost this game rather than the Colts won it, I think. Uh, the Packers, still playing really well. Rodgers went for three touchdowns and an interception. His connection with Devontae Adams is just unbelievable at this point. Um, Adams receiving for 106 yards and a touchdown. Rivers shut me up in the preview show. I, I was doubting Philip Rivers, but he played really well in this game. Solid game, 288 yards, passing, three touchdowns, one interception. Jonathan Taylor on the ground, I think he's a really good prospect. He went for 90 yards. And as I say, this one really was um, a game of inches and about doing the basics right. Uh, fourth down conversions, the Colts get two out of two, the Packers get zero for one. And it's just little things like that um, that win your games in the NFL. So the Colts take it 34-31. to 31. I predicted Packers by 10 in this one, so I was way out. Um, and the Colts up to 7-3, and three, and the Packers dropped to 7-3. and three, So it's going to be a really, really interesting uh, next couple of weeks for these two teams. 
The next matchup we're looking at is the Tennessee Titans versus the Baltimore Ravens. This one, obviously, a rematch of the great playoff game we got last season in which the Titans were victorious. And again today, the Titans win it in overtime, 30-24. to I just really love watching the Tennessee Titans at the minute. Uh, they got off to a really aggressive start, throwing the ball right down the field. Derek Henry, King Henry, he went for over 1,000 yards on the season today on the ground. And I think that what he does for them is he just instills fear into other teams so that you have to watch him so that the play-action game then for Tennessee can really thrive off that. Um, the Ravens, though, question marks are going to start to be raised now. They're now at 6-4. and four. The offense is struggling, and people are going to start looking to Lamar Jackson. I think that, obviously... Say for the Kansas City Chiefs, they've got Mahomes who they can rely on. You know that if you're in trouble, Mahomes is going to put the team on his back. Lamar Jackson, last year's MVP, can he put the Baltimore Ravens on his back through adversity when they're down? It's shown that so far, no, the Ravens can only win when they've got a, got a big lead, when they're ahead. So questions are going to start being raised about Lamar. He was inaccurate on the day, really. Uh, Brown had a key drop. And yeah, just overall... The struggling on offense. That being said, they were down twenty-four to twenty-one with two minutes left on the clock, and Lamar did get them into field goal range and get them into overtime. But then, in overtime, Derek Henry just breaks off for a big run and just kills off the game with that winning touchdown. Um, so yeah, the Ravens they drop to six and four. The Titans they're up to seven and three, and this AFC race now just becomes wide open. What a game! <laughs> Next up is the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Going into this one, the Jags 1-8, the Steelers 9-0. Uh, no prizes for guessing who came out top on this one. The Steelers take it 27-3. Uh, it was a pretty heated game early on. Um, some back and forth between the Jags defence and the Steelers offence. Got it all a bit riled up. But that quickly died as soon as the Steelers um, got on top. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick had a nice interception. Deontay Johnson again, 111 yards receiving. This Steelers receiving core, I know they were only playing the Jags, but this receiving core is just scary. Um, once the Steelers got up, they could just relax, really. The Jags, nothing on offense, really, uh, apart from four interceptions from Luton. Um, so, yeah, not much really to say on this one. The Jags dropped to 1-9. and nine. Uh, The Steelers 10-0 and 0 now. Uh, the Steelers obviously not lost all season, so you've got to start believing that they're the real deal. And with Baltimore dropping to 6-4, and four, they've really took a stranglehold in that division. And it'll now, I think, be between those and the Kansas City Chiefs for that number one seed. Um, the Jags, just a bit depressing really, but with only one win, you're starting to think, well... Is it time to tank? Obviously, the Gardner Minshew might not be the quarterback for them. Maybe Trevor Lawrence coming out of college could be. So, obviously, a lot of teams don't condone tanking, but when you're 1-9 and you're just playing this badly, um, I don't know, maybe it's worth it. I said Steelers by 14 in this one. Um, Steelers, obviously, by 24, piling on the points and 10-0, looking good. Next up, we have the Carolina Panthers as they played the Detroit Lions in this one. I predicted Lions by three in this one, and it was Panthers 20, Lions 0. 
this was just a weird game. Uh, PJ Walker played at QB for the Panthers. He was really good in the XFL before that went bust. And he, he just brought something to this game, which was exciting. Uh, DJ Moore receiving for 127 yards for Carolina. Um, it was just a weird game where the Lions just couldn't get going all game. As I said in the preview show, I think the Panthers had one of the worst defences in the league going into this one, uh, conceding 35 points a game. And the Lions couldn't get a single point. So... What does that say about the Lions? I was saying that they were the classic sort of 8-8 eight and eight team in the preview show, but maybe they're just a bad team. Um, I've got written down no points in the first half, but no points in either half. They had 185 total yards, which is just shocking. And it just shows that the Lions aren't a good team. Um, the Panthers, yeah, something, something to build on for them, really. Um, it depends how much longer Teddy Bridgewater's out. But they played well in this one. The defence obviously smothered the Lions and they couldn't get anything going. So a pretty weird game. I think that obviously uh, kills any hopes the Lions had of going anywhere this season. Uh, But the Panthers, yeah, optimistic. The next game is the Houston Texans versus the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots losing this one, unfortunately, 27-20. The Texans coming out on top. Uh, Deshaun Watson played really well in this game for the Texans. He passed for 344 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's such a generational talent that, obviously, this year isn't going to be the year for the Houston Texans. The AFC is way too competitive and their record just isn't good enough. But I think they really need to build around him for the future and really look to the future and think we have got such a talent here. It's going to be a good next 10 years for our organisation as long as we get it right. Um, The Patriots, they played okay. They didn't do anything too wrong. Uh, Very well coached. No interceptions, no fumbles. Um, Cam had a few nice decent passes. Uh, Demir Bird, wide receiver for the Patriots, he looks like he could be a real talent. He went for 132 yards receiving today. Um, so he's one maybe fantasy heads to keep an eye on. That's Demir Bird. But in the end, the Patriots just couldn't get it done. The Texans just got one more stop on defence. Um, there was a big defensive stop. Um, the last drive for the Texans. JJ Watt really showing up in that last drive. And I just think, yeah, it was a really well-balanced game. It could have gone either way, but the Texans end up taking it 27-20. to 20. I had the Pats by 13 in this one, so I was dead wrong. Um, so, yeah, the Texans improve on the year, but that could be the end of the uh, playoff run for the Patriots. They were obviously building up a bit of momentum, but this one stops them dead in the tracks. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Okay, next up, we've got the Cleveland Browns versus the Philadelphia Eagles. This one, I said, could have been a banana skin for the Cleveland Browns, but they escape with a victory, taking it 22-17 to over the Eagles. The Eagles, Carson Wentz absolutely killed him in this one. Um, he had a pick six, he had a safety. He was basically just too hesitant. He's holding on to the ball for far too long. Um... In the first half, the Eagles had five drives. They had three punts, a fumble, and an interception. The Eagles are just a bad team, a really bad team at this point, and somehow still uh, leading in their division. So it's been a crazy season. Um, the Browns, I think the defense is just really good at the minute. They had a defensive pick six off a really good Denzel Ward hit. Um, I think that the, the Browns' defense just smothered the Eagles' not very good offense today. 
Uh, Nick Chubb on the ground had 100 plus yards again and he's just the best player on the Browns they just need to give it to him more for some reason Kareem Hunt was getting a lot of um, the goal line carries which was a bit strange because Chubb was so productive on the ground Um, and and this leads me to just a few questions about the Browns offense I just think that it should be performing better than it is obviously they're really good on the ground with Chubb and Hunt but I think maybe Baker Mayfield needs to be doing a bit more. Obviously, they got the win today, and, and now they're up to 7-3, and three, so maybe he's doing just enough. But, um, yeah, a very nip-and-tuck encounter, this one. Uh, the Browns, I, th- I think this is a game of previous year that the Browns could have lost. Um, so maybe they are showing a bit more grit and determination. The Browns take it 22-17. to 17. Uh, in my prediction, I had the Browns by seven, so I'm happy with that. Um, the Browns now up to seven and three, going above the Baltimore Ravens in the division, so it's really all to play for. The next game we're looking at is the eagerly anticipated matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, the Saints obviously rolling with Taysom Hill at quarterback after the Drew Brees injury. They chose not to go with Jameis Winston, and were they right to do so? Looks like they were. The Saints take this one 24-9. And I think Hill just did his job on offense. He passed for 233 yards. He didn't pass for any touchdowns, but he rushed for two himself. And I think that's just what you're going to get with Taysom Hill. He's a bit of an unorthodox QB. Um, He can play tight end as well, running back. He's just one of them uh, players. But I find him really intriguing to watch. And in this one against the Falcons, he did just enough. Um, I think the true story of this one for the Saints was the defence. The defence was just dominant. It absolutely smothered the Falcons. The Falcons, um, they lost Julio Jones early, which was a factor, but they just got smothered on defence. They had to settle for three field goals. Um, They had negative yards in the second half late into the fourth quarter, the Atlanta Falcons, which was just awful. Um, but the Saints are really establishing themselves as one of the key contenders in the NFC. I can see them going really, really far in the playoffs. I did doubt them uh, in the prediction show. I did have the Falcons taking this one in a shock by five points, but Taysom Hill, he proved me wrong, and um, the Saints keep rolling, and the Falcons, I think it's it's just, again, one of them lost seasons. I don't see where it's going wrong for the Falcons, really. Well, I do. The defence is absolutely shocking. Um, but the Falcons has got to be up there with one of the most frustrating franchises at this point in time because the offence the offense has got all the weapons it needs, but it's just not delivering. Um, so, unlucky for the Falcons. The Saints, really good. Keep on rolling. OK, next we're looking at the Washington football team versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Washington football team take this one 20-9, but the real story is Joe Burrow. He's come into the league for the Cincinnati Bengals this year, rookie quarterback, and he's just such an exciting talent. And unfortunately, in this game, he gets carted off um, midway through the third quarter. He later tweets that he'll see us all next year, which is just more depressing, not just for Bengals fans and for Burrow fans, but just NFL fans in general. Um, he's made the Bengals exciting to watch. And he's such a hot prospect that this is just depressing. We really want to see him back on the field. So that's probably the end of Joe Burrow's season, but we're just hoping that um, he comes back stronger than ever next year. Um, in this game, Alex Smith was really so- solid for the Washington football team. Scary Terry McLaurin, um, just really good. Receiving 84 yards, the rushing game was really good. And of course, when Burrow went out in the third quarter, Washington were just good enough to take this one. 
Uh, it's really interesting. Washington go to three and seven now. Um, the Eagles at three, six and one. The Giants at three and seven. And the Cowboys, spoiler alert, but they won as well. So they're at three and seven. So they're all in that playoff hunt in that division, which is just absolutely mad. So uh, Washington, if they can grind out a few more of these victories, might well be looking at a playoff spot. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But obviously for the Bengals, um, our prayers go out to Joe Burrow. Hopefully he can get back on the pitch as soon as possible. Okay, next up was our depressing game of the week, the Chargers versus the Jets. Uh, the Chargers taking this one 34-28, sending the Jets to 0-10. <laughs> um, the Chargers, as I said in this one, I predicted Herbert would go off, and he did 366 yards passing, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Keenan Allen had an absolutely massive game receiving 145 yards. The Chargers actually only had 29 yards rushing, which is just awful, but they didn't need it. They didn't need it to win. Um, if we look at the Jets, Joe Flacco plays okay. That's what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get with Joe Flacco. You can slot him in and he's going to play okay. Um, Frank Gore at running back seems ageless at this point. Um, <laughs> but they, they just weren't good enough to get the job done again. Sort of like the Patriots game. They hung around, but in the end, the Chargers end up taking this one. And you're thinking with the Jets at 0-10, the Jags are, are closest at 1-9, but Trevor Lawrence one of the hottest quarterbacks in college football. You've, you've got to start thinking of him now. This season is over for the Jets, so what's going on at quarterback? Obviously, Joe Flacco's not going to be the guy, but are we going to move on from Sam Darnold and try and go for Trevor Lawrence? Um, so that's one thing to keep your eye on. Uh, I predicted this one would be charged by 14. The Chargers take it by 6, so um, I'm happy with that. Obviously, Chargers aren't going to make the playoffs this season, but... They've got a really, really hot prospect in Justin Herbert, and you've just got to be excited watching him play. Um, he should be a great quarterback for the Chargers for many years to come. Okay, next up was a result that surprised, well, me and quite a lot of people. The Denver Broncos taking on the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins obviously at 6-3 and three going into this one. The Broncos 3-6. and six. The Dolphins looking like a really well-coached setup. The Broncos looking like an absolute mess. But the NFL's a funny, funny mistress. And uh, the Broncos take this one 20 points to 13. Um, the story of this one was just that the Broncos... Not so much smothered the Dolphins, but the Dolphins just struggled. Uh, they struggled in pass protection. Uh, Tua was actually pulled late late in the game, which um, brought a single tear to my eye. I, I just want to see Tua do well. Uh, but they were only getting 3.7 yards per play, which is shocking. 7 out of 16 on third down. And it was just one of them games. One of them games where the Dolphins just couldn't get anything going at all. Uh, for the Broncos, yeah, the defence made plays. Uh, they run all over him, to be honest. Melvin Gordon, two rushing touchdowns. The Broncos had 189 yards on the ground. Um, and 7.3 yards per play, which is great. Um, I think this was just really a coming down to earth game for the Dolphins, maybe. I alluded to their roster not being too great in the uh, preview show. The Dolphins now still in the hunt at 6-4. and four. Um, The Broncos up to 4-6. and six. They're not going anywhere. 
Um, I had the Dolphins by seven in this one. The Broncos end up taking it by seven. So um, want to just keep your eye on the Dolphins and the Tua situation. Um, let's see if they can bounce back next week. The last game we come to was a really, really tight affair between the Minnesota Vikings and the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys taking the victory 31-28. to uh, this was a game where the Cowboys, they really needed the victory and they had Andy Dalton back at quarterback. He's not the most exciting quarterback in the league, but if he plays well enough and if the system around him is good enough, he can get the victories he needs. Um, Zeke Elliott was absolutely brilliant on the ground going for over 100 yards rushing. Uh, the Vikings... They didn't do too much wrong in this one. Uh, it was a funny game. Cousins played really well, passing for over 300 yards, no interceptions. Uh, Dalvin Cook, an absolute beast on the ground. Um, we saw two of the best running backs in, in action today. Cook went for 150 yards on the ground. Um, in the air, again, Justin Jefferson uh, went for 80-plus yards. And Thielen, massive game, 123 yards receiving. So the Vikings didn't do that much wrong. It was just... Um, a back and forth, back and forth in which it came down to uh, a two-minute drive at the end where the Cowboys just managed to get the touchdown. Um, the bigger picture for this one, the Vikings dropped to four and six now, which is a bit depressing because they were really starting to build some momentum. And this was a game that they must have thought was winnable to get them to five and five and to keep that push going. But really now, at four and six in their division... Um, the playoffs might be out of sight. The Cowboys are, however, weirdly at three and seven. Their playoff, their playoff hopes are high because obviously Philadelphia at the top of their division three six and one, Washington three and seven, Cowboys three and seven, and the Giants three and seven. So that division division is just wide open. And I think that if Andy Dalton can just play at a decent level, the Cowboys have got enough weapons around him to make that playoff push. That brings to the end our review show podcast for this week. Please follow us on Twitter at 2 Pod. You can get all the information on there of upcoming episodes of the NFL 2 Minute Drill podcast. And please keep listening to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. See you soon. <laughs>